Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and today I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Today we thought we would talk about a topic that I feel is very relevant right now, and that's trying to find clarity. I feel like clarity is this word we use a lot, and I think a lot of people seek to be more clear. Where do I go with my business? Where do I go with my life? What decisions do I make? I need more clarity so I can make better decisions. But I actually feel like clarity is a very misunderstood concept, and so Laura and I are going to, you know, unpack that a bit and, you know, see where we go. What do you think, Laura? I am needing this conversation myself (laughs) right now. So I'm so glad that we're going to go down this path. I think a lot of us are looking for clarity. We're trying to understand what part of the the road that we want to, you know, it's like people feel that there's branches off, right, off of their path. And these are uncertain times and opportunities that come with uncertainties that, oh, I could actually change my direction or I could get more clear. But then what does that mean really? You know, it's not as easy as it sounds like, oh, I'm just going to get more clear and I'm just going (laughs) to, I'm going to streamline and get clarity. So yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because, you know, being in my field, you know, in terms of the coaching field, and I know you've got your coaching that you do as well. So like being in this coaching field, I think a lot of people kind of outsource clarity. They expect their coach to give them clarity. Like there's this, you know, even though we talk about finding clarity or uncovering clarity, or I think there's still sometimes this expectation that someone else is going to magically clear things up for you. And that's the misconception I really want to talk about first, because what I find is that clarity is about removing what's in the way of clarity, right? So it's having someone, you know, if you need support, it's having someone help you unpack what is in the way of clarity. What is blocking your clarity? No one can give you clarity. That is inside yourself. But if you don't have clarity, it's because something's blocking you. And so I think there's this really important frame framework around clarity that we need to talk about, which is it's not about building clarity or deciding clarity or, you know, creating clarity. It's actually about removing things. And that's a very different framework. It is a different framework. And I have a similar situation, similar experience that you do as when people come to me as a therapist or for coaching there is that um, thought in their mind of like, as soon as I go see someone, see, I'm going to talk to her and then she's going to give me clarity on this and then I'm going to be able to take action. And it's really interesting in, in what I've experienced in therapy even is that sometimes there is sort of an unraveling um, of a story, a narrative where I feel like I'm kind of pointing the flashlight. Well, it looks like this makes sense because of this and this. And if people are not ready to even receive that clarity, like you're talking about, there's obstacles in the way, then they won't see it, you know? And then it might be months later that they they say, oh yeah, la 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 da da. I'm like, yeah, we talked about that in the second session, but you weren't ready to see that clarity. So, you know, what people don't realize is that yes, even if you go to someone who's willing to kind of highlight or pinpoint some things, then you may not be ready to see that. It's like if you haven't done the inner work, if you haven't really 
like you said, removed the obstacles and got really clear. No one is going to illuminate that for you. They definitely can't give you any clarity, but they won't even illuminate it for you very well if you're not doing something to wipe your lenses, right? To get some clear vision for yourself. Yes. And and that's the thing. It's such a a different process than I think we're used to. Like so many people are forcing clarity. They're, you know, trying to make it happen. They're trying to to do it, trying to use the masculine tools like we've talked about before between feminine and masculine tools. And I think it, it doesn't work that way. Clarity comes from space. It comes from um, time to explore and to have that internal awareness and that internal contemplation. And clarity comes from the willingness to look at things and the willingness to integrate whatever's in the way of our clarity. And oftentimes, you know, it is blocks that are in the way of our clarity or it is behavior patterns or it is fear, right? It is these things that block us up because if we were to have clarity, we might have to step into something bigger. If we were to have clarity, we might have to recognize that where we are right now is completely misaligned. And that's what I see a lot. So many people come to me wanting their business growth And that's all great and good, but you can't build on something if there's no clarity. And so the first step is unpacking. The first step is discreating. The first step is removing blocks so that you have a clean slate and and a beautiful, clear vision to build on. But I feel that a lot of business programs and a lot of business coaches and a lot of people doing this work, they skip this step. And guess what? They spend years building, tearing down, building, tearing down, building, tearing down because they never created on that clear foundation. Yes. Yes. And we've used the analogy of the foundation in the house and coming to mind again is I imagine a dirty closet that I want to reorganize, but I won't actually commit to taking everything out first. Yeah. (laughs) It's like that kind of thing where you're like, I really want this clean closet, but I do not want to do the work of removing everything out and taking a look and seeing what stays and what goes in order to really create a clean space. And we do that in our businesses. We kind of shortcut. This can actually be a time right now with everything emerging, sort of the reopening of businesses post-COVID is sort of the time that we're in right now. And as people are thinking about that, a lot of people are, I feel, rushing that, not taking the time to clean out the closet, not really getting the foundation because they feel that urgency of, oh, wait, now I have to get going. Now I have to pivot if I'm going to succeed. And yes, there is some urgency to to all of our businesses right now because the world is moving fast. Like I heard someone say that we woke up in March and it wasn't 2020, it was 2030. Like we'd already kind of like the way that things are moving so quickly and evolving. But we have the ability, that's why we became entrepreneurs. We have the ability to exert that sense of awareness and that sense of control, really. It's the controlling how we are operating in the here and the now. We can decide that time frame. We don't have to put a big launch on our plate when we really need to get the closet clean. (laughs) Yes, I love that. Exactly. And, you know, that's a good kind of segue into this because I do feel like given the level of changes that we've all had, there is a need to maybe shift things, maybe re-clarify where we're at. And so if you do rush a pivot, right, you know, I, I pivot my clients, like I work with people coming in wanting a pivot. The thing is, if you rush a pivot, 
you can sabotage yourself for years to come. So many people are moving in a good direction. They've been building something for a while and you can easily sabotage that long-term momentum that you've created by just trying to do something quick. And so, you know, that's one of the things that I've um, sort of reconciled with each one of my clients. Is it really worth doing a pivot? Is there a pivot that you can do that's not really a full pivot, right? It might just be like a little minor pivot, you know, or should you just stay the course because that is far more lucrative, far more long-term sustainable than just trying to switch everything up right now. And there is no one answer for that. Every person is going to have to look at their own situation and their own business. And this is why it's really helpful to have someone to help you look at that because there, there's a million different variations of what you could do, but it all depends on your circumstances and it all depends on what you want and it all depends on how long you've been building it and how successful it's been. And so there's all these kind of components, you know, and levers that you have to look at to be able to kind of see. But the first thing that has to happen is a real clarity. You have to know what you want, where you want to go, what is sustainable for you and not sustainable for you, what is aligned for you and misaligned for you. And so so a lot of the work that I do with my clients is about unpacking all of that being able to look at what are the patterns that have been sabotaging you. So, you know, one of the kind of, I guess, areas I look at is if you've been sitting in something, like if you've tried many businesses or you keep switching and pivoting and this has been going on for a year or two years or 10 years for some people, if that's the case, there is something in your mindset, there is something in your internal being that needs to be unpacked and explored. Because if you haven't reached success yet, there is some reason why. And so the unpacking has got to happen before the creating. Yes. And this is where we are so aligned in this creating from the inside out and being able to go and do the inner work. And this is the part that people do want to just kind of skip over, you know, because because it can be the uncomfortable part. I mean, to look at our past and to say, gosh, you know, I kept doing that to look at your stuckness or to to look at your repetitive patterns or to be like, oh, gosh, I did that over and over and over again, you know, to look at those things are difficult. But actually, there's so much wisdom. And why waste all of your failures, right? It's like where we have not succeeded, there's treasure there in, in really digging into it. What was going on? I mean, I know for me, there's been a huge awareness and awakening of, of how I over-functioned. And we've talked about this, but my most recent business is a physical brick and mortar. And now that COVID has happened and there was a lease on the table that was being negotiated, you know, I'm not re-entering into a lease with a physical space at this point. And I had to really think long and hard about like, what has been my pattern in this business because now I need to make a new choice and I need to be clear. And I had to look at, wow, where I actually was over-functioning often. I was over-serving. And um, I said something, I may even said this to you, and I said this um, to a friend of ours. I said, I am not going to lead another community with a love that did not include myself. Yes. That's so beautiful. That's that's a whole nother podcast episode, right? And yes, it's a, that was a deep topic. So that was a deep 
thing for me to have to go into. And I looked at patterns over time. It wasn't just this business, but it was relationships. It was all these things in which I felt at the end, I was somehow, I could have just gone and looked at that as victimization. Like, oh yeah, I didn't get what I want. I didn't get what I want or it didn't come out the way I wanted. But the common thread was like, oh, I was over functioning. I was loving everyone at a level that I did not love myself. I did not put my needs out there. So I'm sharing that with the listeners to say that is not an easy place for me to have arrived. I had to really spend time and now I can say it without shame or without like disappointment. It's just a reality like, wow, that's how I did things because I thought that was how it needed to be done. I thought that's how I was a service-based social impact business. And now I learned that that's actually not going to serve me well or serve my communities well, you know, so it's not easy work. But it's transformational work. Oh. And, and that's the thing, like, Laura, can you feel too the way – like, the hard part is going through it. Like, it's getting – it's arriving at the awareness, right? It's arriving at the clarity that can be so hard and sometimes painful because we wake up to things. But the minute that clarity hits, there's a relief, right? Yes. Yes. There's relief that comes in because you worked for that. You really, and you know it when you get clarity that you've really worked to see. And people, listeners might be wondering, you know, how do you do that digging? Well, we've talked about before having a support team includes having a great business coach that can go there. Um, Pulling in a therapist if you really need to go more into the subconscious and the psyche. And also pulling in your, your team, like serving your customers, asking your staff, like for as far as like practical things that that's happening in the business, and then go deep in your own, whether it's your meditation, whether it's journaling, you know, reflection time where you can really ask yourself the hard questions. And I think that's the one where we're like, oh, that all sounds really great when we hear someone say that they, (laughs) that we should do it or they do it. But to sit down with that blank paper and just touch into your soul in those moments like that is a lot scarier than than people think it's going to be. And so then it's like, oops, let me close that and go on. I'll get back to that. I'll get back to that later. It so is. And and no matter how, I mean, the, I always see this as a skill, right? So it's a skill that we're learning to master. And no matter how long I've been practicing that skill, I still have times that I'm avoiding things. Like I, I felt that even this past week that you know, every time I sat down to create space or to journal or to reflect, I would get distracted. Something would happen. Like, and that's not like me. And so I had to start to look at what is the emotion I'm avoiding? What is the awareness I'm avoiding? You know, like what is the, and and I think, you know, we have to recognize that the clarity is a constant unfoldment. So what's beautiful is that, yes, sometimes you can, you know, come to a coach, come to a therapist, you have someone who supports you to have some big awakenings, right? Some big clarity where you, things you've been sitting in and blind spots you've had for a while that you haven't looked at. And that can be really helpful. But the clarity doesn't stop in one time period. I mean, I am constantly unfolding clarity. I'm constantly removing the obstacles in the way of my clarity. And my husband always makes fun of me. In fact, he did this yesterday. I always be to him, I'm like, oh, I feel more clear today. Like, I feel like I've gotten this really great piece. There's more clarity. He's like, 
You've been saying that for 10 years. I'm like, that's right. I've gotten, I am like a hundred times more clear than I was 10 years ago. You know, like it's just this concept, but somehow sometimes we have this expectation that we either need to be in a constant state of clarity as if it's like this, you know, attainable thing that we can just sit in all the time or that, yeah, we get to an end destination where we're like, clear, you're finally clear. But it is a constant unfoldment of clarity where we con- consistently are removing barriers, removing blocks, removing old behavior patterns. We get to a level of clarity. And then for a little while, it will be clear. And then all of a sudden, things get a little bit more distorted. They get a little bit more tricky. And then all of a sudden, we know, oh, we're at another level that we need to kind of clear away so we have more clarity. And so I think that's important to recognize so that we don't shame ourselves because that's what I see a lot of people beat themselves up like, oh my gosh, I don't have clarity again. What's wrong with me? When really like this is the development of self forever and there is no like one end point where you're finally crystal clear. Like I don't think you'll be human anymore. (laughs) So like that's not going to happen in your lifetime or anyone's lifetime. And I think it's just important to hold that so that we have more self-compassion. So important, that piece of self-compassion and understanding because yes, you know, clarity is going to change because our needs change, you know, and what was really clear for you a decade ago is going to be different because your needs have changed. The world has changed. And so there's different types, different levels of clarity and and it's going to change. It's the seeking it. I think it's the commitment to that path that's really important that you're always seeking that clarity and, and and very compassionate about why it's changing. Of course, I'm, you know, I'm not really clear right now because things have changed. And now I need to really take, you know, inventory of what's happening now. And the other thing is that actually when we're about to have a big breakthrough, I see this with my clients and I see it with myself. And, you know, you're actually, when you're on to something, it will get really fuzzy right before it comes into focus. If you ever notice, right, it's like you're onto something and then all of a sudden you're like it's a dream state kind of almost. Your your brain goes into a little bit of brain fog and you're maybe so excited to tell your best friend or your partner and then you go to explain it and it comes out all weird and they're like, I don't know what you're saying. And when you're like, I don't know what I'm saying. Like, this is so weird. It was so, you know, it was so clear. And then it went away. Rest assured, those are the moments. Those are the moments that you're just – compassionate with yourself and you go, oh, a big idea is on the horizon or a big moment of clarity. Because soon after is usually when consciousness emerges into a new awareness and then it comes and you're like, so I have really gotten to know that experience and I really um, now celebrate it when I'm here. I'm like, when it's here, I'm just like, oh, oh, there's that brain foggy, can't get my head, can't get my words around it. Totally okay. (laughs) Yes. Do you recognize that, Sonia? that? Kind of emerging. I do. And, and it's interesting because – so I've been playing with this framework with my clients to talk a lot about self-development, to talk a lot about, you know, glass ceilings internally, to talk about barriers. And, and so one of the things that I've been exploring with them is like, you know, we often talk about how our self-development is like an onion peel, you know, like we're peeling layers of onions, right? We get one layer off and then we have another layer. It's not the same layer, might be similar in pattern, but it's a, another layer we're integrating. Well, I've been sort of playing with this model of – 
you know, we have different layers of distortion. So in the center, we are our essential self. So we're born in that essential clean self, right? And that's, you know, a part of our personality and our impulse and our purpose and who we are and what we're doing. And and then over every, you know, as wounds, and I'm sure you would have like a different model, but you would totally get this, Laura, is that every wound we have or every pain or every identity we create for survival, then it creates like a level of distortion from that essential self. And so, you know, over time, we create many of these levels of distortion. And as we're integrating or as we're healing or as we're working, you know, back towards our essential self, then, you know, we, we start to get closer to a level of distortion. And guess what? It's distorted. And so that pattern that we have is what I would call the fuzziness. We, we get this fuzziness. We get this, um, sometimes it can be very painful. Sometimes it's like our pattern is so present and we might even see the pattern, but we can't stop it. Or all of a sudden, everyone around us is enacting this pattern we had with our father, with our mother. And we're like, why is everyone doing this thing to me? And so it's always a sign that you're right at that healing level of that breakthrough. And so it's almost like as soon as you're willing and able to see the awareness and gain the clarity and integrate that piece, you break through a level and that distortion level has gone. And so then there's more clarity for a period of time until you get closer to the, the next, next layer of distortion. <laughs> yes. I love that. And and it's, yeah, very similar to how I approach trauma healing because I consider that distortion, I call that like a disconnection from essential self. And you see it in theories of developmental and humanistic psychology. It's like we are um, working our way back to that essential self because all the things that happen, we develop defense mechanisms. Like we do all these things, not because we're trying to make things harder, but we're doing all these things because it's what our body or our mind thinks is going to protect us. And so in order to get really clear about what's true for us, what's maybe the best next step, we have to be willing to look at those places where we're disconnected or in a place of distortion. And that's the hard stuff. And I think that's why we wanted to have this conversation because we know a lot of people are going to be pivoting. A lot of people are going to be shifting and trying to find that clarity. But we just want you all to know that the juicy work is in that clarity finding, but it's also going to be a bit uncomfortable and not to run away from it. That's not a sign that you're going in the wrong direction. It's actually a sign that you're going in the right direction. If you kind of, you know, have a little bit of that resistance, like what you were saying when you sit down to journal and you just can't, you know, it's, you have to ask yourself and be curious, like, what is it that I can't write about? What is it that I can't quite you know, and that's what you start writing in that moment. I'm having such a hard time putting pen to paper um, and I'm not quite sure what it is. I have this thought that's, you know, repeating saying that this is stupid and it's not going to help me or whatever that is, right? And then just keep talking with yourself and keep writing that out because eventually when you really bring your full attention to those distortions, to those places of disconnection, you usually find something out about them. They live in the darkness is why they persist, right? That's right. hundred percent. And it's scary going into that darkness, even for those of us who are skilled, those of us who've done it a lot. Like, you know, it is scary to wake up to patterns that you have been avoiding for a reason, right? Yes. Like we don't just avoid things for 
you know, no reason. We And this is the beauty, I think, of the sabotaging patterns that we have. I often see people who get really mad at themselves or degrade themselves for having sabotaging patterns. We all have them and they were our survival mechanisms. They were our gifts. They were our protectors. Like if we didn't have them, we wouldn't have survived certain situations. And so, you know, we all have them and they're scary for a reason because they, they have protected us from feeling something painful or from, you know, having to recognize something about ourselves. And so, yeah, it is it is this tough work, but it's so rewarding because it builds our resilience. It has the greatest gifts in it. And, you know, I think the other thing is the more closer we get to essential self and the more clear we get in the cascading layers of clarity, right, the more freedom we have and the more like just joy and fulfillment we feel. I mean, I know that who I am today is nothing like who I was 10 years ago. And the levels of clarity and the levels of distortion I've integrated and that, oh my goodness, like I can't even, I'm not even really, don't even feel like the same person most of the time. People who know me 15 years ago would probably not recognize me. And that is because I've just been continually working through those layers back to my essential self. And it feels good. I wouldn't change that for anything. And so I've learned that the willingness to do that work is the gold. Yes. Yes. And it it is a reward. You're rewarded greatly by going into that work. And we've talked about this on the podcast too. We talked about uncertainty. And, you know, that's also the gift of, when things are changing and you need to reassess, you know, it's a time to look at things and, and ask, like, why did I always do it that way? I wonder why. Why did I do it in, in that way? I wonder if now my market is changing or my needs are changing and I could do it differently. Like, what is that about? And the more you get clear about yourself and what your needs are and what your whole purpose of your business is, then you start to make those aligned, attuned decisions. But we, we can't create a business on top of a cluttered foundation or an unclean foundation. It's like we can't build something very strong. And so I, I really um, am even just taking these words to heart myself because we're all in we're all in this um, place like you and I are not exempt. We're looking at our programs, you know, um, even though you've had a lot of I mean, the majority of your work has been online, but now you have to think about how you're going to actually show up in the most helpful way for yourself and your clients. There's a lot of things showing up online right now that it's overwhelming people and we have um, Zoom exhaustion and things like that happening. And so all of us kind of have to look at, and I think this is where entrepreneurs are so good. It's like, we're good at future forecasting, you know, and you and I especially are like future thinkers. We're always looking at solutions. Yeah, we are. And I think it is a time for that. But I can say, you know, definitely 100% with myself, right now I am doing a lot of clarity work. I'm taking a lot of space. And and the that clarity, you know, and this is one of the things I really wanted to highlight in this podcast is that the clarity is there already. So we're not creating it. 
We're removing what's in the way of it, right? So already inside of you today, right now, this moment is clarity. And so we just have to create the space for it to unfold and the space for the things in the way to leave, right? To dissolve, to, you know, move out of the way of that clarity. And so there are a lot of the things that we've talked about in this podcast in all of our Creating Space episodes, which I'll make sure we have some of those in the show notes in case you want to, you know, go back to some of those. But It really is about that creating space. And then the clarity happens over time from that introspection. So one of the things that I've been really doing lately, and this is what I did this morning, which really helped to relieve that, um, you know, I've been tamping down some of my emotions, right? And that was clouding things. So allowing some of that to come up is I've been doing these these retreats, these silent retreats. So, you know, I basically take like three to four hours just literally like put myself into my office. I make alignments with my family to say, I cannot talk to you. I will not respond. I'm doing a silent retreat. Um, And I will, you know, maybe read something like, so the kind of rules I have for my silent retreat are no tech. So there's no tech of any kind. All of that's turned off and put away. I can journal. I can just sit and stare out the window if I want to. I can color. I can, you know, anything that kind of, really creates the introspection. And one of the things I realized from my meditation is another great part or walking in nature. One of the things I really realized today when I was doing it and I was meditating is I do a lot of creating space, but what I often create space for is my mind. So even in my space creating time, I'm trying to plan. I'm trying to create something. I'm trying to, I'm like, oh, I have all the space. I can be creative. But really, what is the point of retreating is really to be able to pull back and to pull inward. And so I think, you know, what's such a benefit is to have three hours of time that you dedicate to just pulling inward and allowing space for your breath and allowing space for your body and allowing space for your emotions. You know, that is what really starts to shift and the clarity comes from that versus sometimes we create space and we just do it for the mind because we give it priority. I think that's such a good reminder. And and actually, I'm going to adopt that. You know, and I was thinking even now with home, if you're still feeling like you're home with kids and family, you know, getting up earlier or staying up. I actually stayed up later last night to have some time to myself. And I was a bit tired this morning because I'm I'm more of a morning person than a night owl. But when I get up earlier, my little one gets up earlier. He has little ears. He's like, oh, mom's up. <laughs> um, but I can often stay up later. And so remembering like you can kind of steal away in those times too. But what we're what I'm guilty of so much is I'm thinking, I just need, I need time to work. I need time to to think. But then I get on my devices. And a lot of times it, I mean, well, I'm like, oh, remember that really good article in the New York Times? And it was so interesting and I never finished it over my coffee. So I'm going to pull that up. But what happens is there's some sort of ad or some sort of flash or another article on the bottom of that article <laughs> that seems really interesting. And then I'm down, you know, and as much as it's fun to read, that gets me really stimulated And I start processing what other people are saying and what other people are writing and kind of riffing off of that in my mind where I'm not connecting to my own inner thoughts in those moments. And a silent retreat is a way of really getting clear with what you hear inside yourself, what you're feeling 
and you're not distracted. You're not going to go take somebody else's thought and run with it. It's just going to be sitting with your own internal space. And I, I love that. So thank you for bringing that tool up because I'm going to write a note to myself right now. <laughs> yeah. And look, I love what you said, Laura, too, because I think this is a really important point. It, this clarity can only be found within right? It is not found without. And no matter how much noise you go follow and go after, and no matter how much information you fill yourself with, you know, we're guilty often of looking for the answers outside of ourselves and just filling ourselves up with more information, more downloads, more teaching, more. And there is a place for education and teaching, but clarity comes from within and nothing anybody can tell you, right, is going to be able to bring about that clarity. I think that there are some of us who are master facilitators of helping people to get to that clarity, right? But all we're doing is facilitating. We're not giving you information. We're not defining things for you, right? Might be offering a perspective, but it's really about your internal awakening, your awareness, your understanding, your wisdom. That's the only place clarity can come from. And so I think it's just really important to highlight. Yes. Yes. We're going to highlight and circle and (laughs) it's like it comes from within. And like I said earlier too, it's like you can ask for help from your support team, from the experts, like a business coach or a therapist, but just remember that they're going to need to point you in that direction too and not to get frustrated with the process because, and if you get a really, if you get a good coach and a good therapist, they're going to look at those foundations and they're going to ask, you know, those really important questions. And so just be patient with yourself because it may seem like a lot of work and you may just want to get on to the next thing, get on to the romantic piece of it, go get on to the, where's my P&L and how am I going to sell and scale and grow? That's all great. We all love that part. But to put in, in your words, like the foundation, the foundational pieces that your business are built upon, one of those core pillars is your internal clarity, your sense of who you are, what you need, and how this business is an expression of that in the world. You know, it has, and and women are really bad about, I would say bad, but we are very frequently focused on how we're going to serve and I'll speak for myself, you know, who needs help? What's the gap? What's the problem? How am I going to fix it? How am I going to solve it? How am I going to help everyone? And I actually love Elizabeth Gilbert. She's like, don't write a book for me. I don't want to hear another author talking about like, I'm writing this book because the world needs it. She's like, write a book because it's what you need to learn. It's what you need to know. And she's like, those are the books we love because we can feel in the intention and that's how our business is, their creations. And we have to build the business that we need, that we're passionate about, that we want, because in that, it will help others. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I love that. All right. Well, that's probably a very good place to end for today. So thank you all for joining us. And we will see you next week. I have an exciting announcement. I'm offering a special pilot program for the next few months to help women find more clarity. If you've been feeling stuck, on the fence about a decision, or unclear about your direction in business life or your career, 
I can help. This program will help you unpack all of the mindset, emotions, and behavior patterns in the way of clarity and your wisdom. You get to work one-on-one with me, and I am good at unpacking whatever is in the way of clarity. You also get access to my exclusive group of private clients. If this resonates with you, reach out at my website at sonyastatman.com or on any of my socials. Getting clarity right now is an important step to success. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.